Extreme Anime Radio. city in the world broadcasting to fans of anime and japanese culture all around the world we welcome you one and all to the extreme anime radio podcast october 20th 2021 we are live on twitch we are also on anchor i am jr and joining me as per usual and tonight very luckily mr neff canuck good evening sir and to explain jr's comment off the top i was involved well as a witness, thankfully, with an MVA, motor vehicle accident. It was one of those weird ones where you're like, if I had just pushed the gas pedal down a little bit harder, it would have been me instead of the other guy. To set this up, we're crossing a six-lane road. We have a red light. The gentleman to my left is making a left-hand turn. So, light goes green. I proceed, he proceeds. He proceeds a little faster than I do because... He has a large SUV. I have a very small hybrid SUV. Cue a SUV coming across, blowing through the red light, and hitting the car making the left turn so hard that it literally helped him finish his left-hand turn. So I basically get through the intersection, pull over, get my heart rate down from about 150 to, you know, something semi-normal, And the first thing in my mind is, oh, my God, you know, because there was literally an explosion of plastic and glass and all sorts of fun little bits uh, at the point of impact. So I wait around for the police to finally get to me, which takes about half an hour or so till, you know, they all get there. They do their thing with the driver, etc. The victim of the hit uh, basically had to be taken away in a neck brace, back brace and gurneyed into into an ambulance. Oh boy. And he was he was he was not happy. He was moaning mm. as they were getting him on you know, everything everything hooked up. So I was like, there but four go I. Which is why you should always remember, folks, when you are crossing a road that the light has just turned green, don't gun it because you never know what might come through on your uh 
perpendicular, if you know what I mean. <sighs> so as I told JR, mm. I've been drinking a little bit to take the edge off. Yeah, and I, uh, I'm uh, noticing that in my neighborhood these days, but a lot of uh, bicyclists and motor scooters kind of blowing through as I'm advancing through a traffic signal and whatnot. Yeah, it gets a little scary when the smaller the smaller vehicles do it or, you know, pedestrians, etc. That's bad. That's bad. Mm. But when the large vehicles, the ones that weigh three to four thousand pounds are doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like, oh, so. and he would have outclassed me by about, mm, I'd say, roughly a thousand pounds. <laughs> so I would have come off a lot worse than uh, the poor guy that he did get. That uh, you, you, we're counting our blessings here, and you say that another reason is because the fact that your good old ecological car doesn't have as much pickup. Yeah, I had set it to echo mode, which like you know miserly, and you have to push the pedal down to get it to do anything, and I mean push. <laughs> and I'm going. If I had been in regular or God forbid sport mode, and you know hit that gas pedal, it would have been me. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Um, we are here on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio. And if you're listening to us on the podcast, be sure to check us out on our Twitch channel for all sorts of goodies, visual podcasts, as well as, uh, game streams. Uh, we've been, uh, covering a lot of games lately on Twitch. Um, and yeah. of course, if you're watching us here on Twitch, Go to our podcast room, which is at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. Uh, Bree is saying, I saw a truck driver blow through a light yesterday. I never pull out one. I see one of those big hauling trucks. Well, the funny thing was, this was, an, uh, this was SUV on SUV of roughly the same size. I think mm-hmm. they were actually both uh, from the same uh, company. Mm-hmm. But it was like very large vehicle traveling at a very high rate of speed, hitting a vehicle that was just starting to speed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the physics did not favor, you know, that slow-moving vehicle at all. Mm-mm. No, I think I interrupted you, Neff, when we were mentioning about the games. I was going to say, now that uh, I've got the steering wheel, I've got the Mario Kart, we're going to have to set it up and soon. But yes, I can now play Mario Kart. Am I any good at it? Uh, well, <laughs> in a two-hour session with some friends last night, I managed one-fourth, and I was happy. Well, that's it. I'll just say that. Yeah, that's that's the best I could manage a fourth <laughs> in a, in a group of twelve. So I'm gonna, you know, and mo- and it was all, uh, you know, live human beings. It wasn't robots. So it's like, oh, cool. okay, twelve twelve human beings come in fourth. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, we were actually we we're sort of supposed to do Mario Kart Eight tonight as our post-game stream, and we forgot about that when we scheduled Slay the Spire. So um, Mario Kart 8 will be next week, Neff, so you can uh, make your final preparations now. I was going to say, another week of practice. I might actually get to third this time. (laughs) But uh, it will be uh, you and I, along with Bree, and I think... uh, Liz says if she can get a copy of the game and borrow it from somebody, she'll be joining us too. So it'll be at least the four of us uh, duking it out. Yes, and uh, with battle mode, that's very much you know what happens. I, I, I played battle mode a couple of times. I'm going, oh my God, it's, it feels like I've dropped into a war zone. <laughs> oh. 
So yeah, we'll 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 start you off with the tiny fifty cc's if we have to. Well, no, we were doing one fifty cc's all night except for one stretch where they're like, no, we want to do two hundred just to you know show you what two hundred is like. <laughs> Let's just say two hundred requires a bit more twitch. Hmm. Pun intended. <laughs> yeah, I, I've tried that. You have a lot less control at 200 cc for sure. Well, I was going to say any course that requires, you know, some steering capability, 200 cc's, you better have the auto track on, like mm-hmm. the thing that keeps you on the track. Otherwise, no, you're going to be going right off the track, you know, left, right, and center. Yeah. Uh, really quick before we continue, something else I've been uh, heading back onto is Animal Crossing. Ever since uh, almost a week ago, the Animal Crossing Direct, uh, where they're doing a big update to the game, and uh, everybody is very excited that finally Animal Crossing, one of the games at the onset of the COVID pandemic uh, by many accounts, uh, is finally getting a version 2 upgrade. And not only that, they're also getting a paid DLC as well. Yes, but you see, they've they've made it so expensive as compared to upgrading your Nintendo Online subscription to the new Nintendo Online subscription oh, yes. with the expansion pack, <laughs> which includes the DLC. And also includes, you, you can fill in the rest of these blanks, Neff, because I'm sure you'd be interested by some of these games. Uh, some Sega Genesis games, uh, more Super NES games, and I think they said Nintendo 64 games as well. I think so too. So, but I'm just looking at the cost and I'm going, holy upgrade cost, Batman. Ick. So I don't know. I have to take a look at the game lists. I haven't done that yet, but I'm wondering if, if whether or not it's worth it to uh, get that subscription or just uh, settle for the one-off DLC for the for the Animal Crossing game. The advantage of buying the one-off DLC is that you always have it, right? Mm -hmm. Because in theory, well, in reality, if you stop paying for the extra, you know, upgrade expansion pack, the Animal Crossing DLC goes away. Yes. (laughs) All your progress. Oh, your subscription expired. Sorry, we have to kick you off the plane now. Yeah, which is kind of, you know, mean. I mean, okay, for example, you know, there's a lot of software now that does that, you know, recurring subscriptions to keep you, you know, hooked. But at least they have the good good sense not to say, okay, guess what? You can't use the the software at all anymore. Mm -hmm. You have reduced functionality, but you still have the software. Mm. I'm looking at you, Microsoft, and your office (laughs) product, whatever you call it today. Yeah. I just Uh, got the renewal notice for that as well, and it's like, I have to get the expensive tier because I have so many devices that uh, I use Office on that, you know. Uh. Yeah. I haven't uh, I haven't gotten into that realm yet. Uh, lately, at least in my family, we're better off getting the one-off Office licenses that you just, uh, you know, pay once. Yeah, I think they've got a new standalone version coming, Office 2021. Okay. So... If you're if you're able to cough up, I think they want three hundred and ninety nine dollars now. Yeah, on my laptop, going... I just use Open Office. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'd say for ninety percent of what you use, Open Office is fine. Yeah, but 
CS, uh, if we could move along, we have a we have several topics that we want to discuss here tonight. Uh, some of which we've teased in our posts before we came on the air. And um, one of the topics, sadly, um, is the passing of a legendary uh, voice actor who uh, we lost to uh, COPD a few days ago, Chris Ayers. Chris Ayers has been involved in the voice recordings of so many animes. Um, And more often than that, if you think of major anime conventions here in North America over the years. He's one of the first names that pops into your head. Um, appearing at so many panels, doing a lot of um, role plays and whatnot. Uh, very talented uh, voice actor who we lost to COPD, of course, um, known best as uh, Frieza in the Dragon Ball series. Yes, I had the pleasure of meeting him when he came up to Anime North in 2011. Utterly charming gentleman. I mean, he he had fun with what he did, and he had fun with the fans. And, you know, it's very hard because he actually had a lung transplant Mm. to try and deal with his condition, which unfortunately didn't, you know, it was successful as far as a lung transplant went, but it wasn't the long-term solution that unfortunately he needed. Mm. But uh, you were looking this up before we came on the air enough. Uh... His IMDb lists a plethora of voice acting roles from all over the spectrum. I like how you use the word plethora because it takes me half a click now to go, wait a minute, what does plethora mean again? I've a used lot. plethora yeah. before. <laughs> well, as I said earlier, I've been drinking, so my thought processes are not quite as swift as they would be otherwise. <laughs> yeah, but uh, just to read off some of his other credits... Uh, Gantz, uh, Gentama, Panty and Stocking, Initial D. Um, and not only that, he's done a lot of directing behind the scenes as well. Well, one of my favorite roles for him would have been Full Metal Panic. He played uh, Sosuke's military-obsessed otaku friend, mm-hmm. where it's like he he figured out pretty quick that Sosuke wasn't, you know... I mean, Sosuke himself wasn't exactly subtle, but he figured, yeah, there's something about this kid, this kid that's, you know a little militaristic and I like it. Mm. So, yeah, but, uh, Chris Hare has gone too soon. Uh, 56 years old, far too. Yeah. Soon. It, it's, it's a sad thing because the world is a little darker for the light that he shone on us all. Definitely. I don't know if any of our viewers, um, have met Chris Ayers at a convention, but if you want to share your thoughts, uh, feel free to, type them out here in the chat and uh, we'll check them out but uh somebody else unfortunately who recently passed away um lesser known but has been involved in television for pretty much his entire life and that being jack angel jack angel recently passed away at the age of 90 and um, he's known for a lot of roles. Uh, I believe he started, from what I read, um, uh, doing promo announcing for NBC and also doing um, radio DJing before going into voice acting. And, um, wow, some of these names, Neff, uh, ring a bell to both of us. Uh, Voltron, Transformers... He's also done um, roles in the Smurfs, DuckTales, Gem, Spider-Man, Darkwing Duck, 
and uh, Porco Rosso and Spirited Away English dubs too. Yes, he had a wide variety of roles that he did, which is always the mark of a good voice actor. Mm -hmm. They don't get typecast into the particular type of role. They're able to do anything you throw at them. And uh, he apparently um, wrote a book about voice acting, how to succeed in voiceovers without ever losing. So that would be that might be an interesting read, I think. I was going to say, because that's an interesting tagline, because, of course, the famous... Uh, the famous tagline is normally how to succeed in, in business without even trying, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, how to succeed in voice acting without ever losing? Hmm. Will be very interesting if there's an audiobook version. And he read it. Yes, yeah. exactly. It would be like, <laughs> hmm. You would literally learn from the master as he read. I have to look that up, yeah. Um, Bree uh, commenting in regards to airs. Uh, was a fantastic person. He will be missed. He always made everyone feel loved and appreciated. I have never come across him personally in the few cons I've been to, but um, I've seen that uh, he was always basically the life of the party at, at a lot of the panels. Oh, he was he was definitely the spark plug, we, we would call him. You mm-hmm. know, basically, he ignites, everybody explodes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's tough to turn the page... Uh, COPD is um, is a disease that affects the lungs, um, as we pointed out, and um, it's actually one of the most common ailments going around. Well, it has been for a long time, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Usually treatable, but in some instances, um, you know, it results in this. And uh, again, we're really, really sad that uh, we're losing. Uh, we lost him, and uh, also losing. Uh, another voice actor who has been involved um, for so many decades. I think over five decades uh, doing various voice work and whatnot. Mm, I mean, 90 is a ripe old age, and it leaves a very large discography, uh, filmography rather. Mm-hmm. But it's still, you know, for the family and the friends, it's it's hard. All right. Very tough to turn the page after we talk about uh, the passing of uh, two voice acting legends. But um, something else I wanted to uh, talk about with you, Neff, in fact, something you brought up. There's a new trailer for Cowboy Bebop. It's called The Lost Sessions, I think? Yes, The Lost Sessions. It's basically, it's not very long, I I will admit. Netflix hyped this up to be a bit more than I think it was, than it is. Yeah. It's It's about three minutes. But it gives you a good slice of the character interaction, the action, and the music. Right. I want to say it's it's more like a three-minute OVA, because it sounds like all the dialogue was just for this small segment. It could well be, although I had to laugh when I heard Faye almost utter a you know naughty word, and I'm like going... Never did that in the anime, as far as I know. <laughs> so maybe she's going to be a bit more... Potty mouth to this go round. Yes. Um, but I've seen the um, that uh, little teaser that came out as well. A lot of uh, visual eye candy in more ways than one, and it just kind of all comes together throughout the entire piece. I'll be curious. I don't know this for, for fact, whether or not uh, they've shot this to be 4K or not, because mm. if they have then those little, you know, visual cues 
might just be the thing that makes me go 4K TV. Darn it. Mm. <laughs> That's a good question. I can't figure it out off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, I could I use I could use another TV in general because, like I said, the one I have here is like 13 years old now. <laughs> well, you know, time flies as you're watching the you know as you're watching TV. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Although I'm thinking, I'm thinking about mine, and I'm going, mine's eight now. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's a dead, quote-unquote, dead technology. So it's like, if it does decide one day to, you know, spit a bit, that'll be the end of it, because I won't be able to get the parts for it. Right, right. So I'll have to budget. Uh, I have a few things I have to budget. I have to maybe budget a new TV over there, especially if it croaks. Um, and also uh, maybe another monitor if I decide to... Uh, Expand my little workspace over here. Mm. That's the thing. I mean, I I realized, sadly, and scarily enough, I have enough points to actually get a free 4K TV, a large one. Really? It's just a matter. Yeah, it's just a matter of figuring out, okay, how much, how big a one do I want that I can fit in the space that I have? And then finding one of the, the models that they have whether or not the ratings are at least decent. Because what happens with a lot of these catalog offers is that, you know, it's not the best model or it's got, you know, crappy reviews or what have you. So it's like, hmm, research time. Right. I don't think I'm going to pay the amount I paid in 2008 for my TV, which was, that was the latest technology at the time. And, you know, a guy who's recently out of college over a few years, you have to have the latest Bang Bang technology and the Dolby Digital and DTS surround sound with the Bose speakers. So I paid $1,300 for that Sony TV back then. Mm, yeah, that would have that would have been a pretty penny. I mean, the plasma I bought, I think was about, in, in 2013, about 1700 before taxes. Hmm. You know, so, you know, I mean, nowadays that same size TV, a decent model will run you maybe 1500 bucks. I mean, if you want a really, really good TV, yeah, you'll pay a lot more, right? Like I don't the, know if I want to go that stuff. far out, though. Well, that's that's the thing. You, you, do you want all the toys? Do you want some of the toys? Do you want one that, you know, will hopefully last because that's the one thing. I mean, I've seen a lot of people buy cheap TVs, and then two, three years down the road, something goes wrong. They try to get support for it. The company's disappeared, never mind finding somebody who knows how to fix it or anything. <laughs> I read something that Sharp's going to make a re-entry into the U.S. electronics market. That would be interesting, because they were one of the big names at the time, and, mm. you know... I guess at the time they figured they couldn't make any money anymore in the U.S., so they pulled back. And now they're going, hmm, maybe we can make money this time. <laughs> but now there are a lot more brands, you know, especially from uh, South Korea, where it's like, Ugh, do you want to try? Are you going to compete on price or on quality? Because if you try to compete on price, you'll probably get killed. Right. Um, other news coming out of, well, it came out of Japan a long time ago, but it came out for us just a few days ago. Crunchyroll has apparently found 
the quote-unquote lost episodes of the boxing anime Hajime no Ippo. Um, this is in addition to, um, a, um, I guess, some sort of special from Hajime no Ippo that came between um, uh, the original series and Hajime no Ippo Rising, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that one was an hour and a half long. So um, the two things that they released just recently are the um, one of the extra episodes of the anime series, which apparently, for some reason, wasn't licensed, and also the official OVA, which, again, for some reason was never licensed. So um, because of technical issues with my country role and the allotted time, all I had time for was the... 30-minute episode, um, the extra episode that was the non-OVA, which essentially talks about uh, how one of the main characters, uh, Takamura, was brought up uh, to enter the world of boxing. So, a recap episode, in other words? Not a recap episode, but uh, rewind the clock to the beginning. Ah, I was going to say... If if they had dropped a recap episode and now they're making a big deal about bringing a recap episode back, I'd be like, no. Yeah. Why did you bother? The original, uh, the release that I, uh, yeah, sort of a prequel, Brie, um, to that particular character. Um, he's one of the, he's like the second protagonist, basically, besides Ippo. So um, it shows how he uh, was recruited by... Uh, the coach of the boxing gym um, to uh, go into his first fight and whatnot and just his basic background and it ends very weirdly so uh, yeah if you have Crunchyroll um, and if you don't mind the 4 by 3 aspect because that's what the the um, the episode uses um, go ahead and check it out um, and if I have time um, I'm going to look at the OVA and uh the 90-minute um, special. Now, the 90-minute special, like I said, I think they added earlier this year. It was just this week that they added um, the OVA and the extra anime episode. Hmm. Yeah, they actually added a se- season one. They had a season two of a particular series, Taiwawa on Monday. For some reason, Crunchyroll got season two, and then had to go back and get season one, which I thought was like, Wait a minute, that's kind of backwards, but okay, fine. A little out of sequence. Just a wee bit. <laughs> yeah, I have to, I have it on my list of things to watch, but it's like I need more time in my day. I need I need like forty hour days. <laughs> well, um we have uh some interesting news to come out of Japan on the travel front. And uh maybe if there's time, I do have a little Kit Kat bag that I haven't opened yet from Japan, and so we may uh, we may do a little taste test while uh, Neff continues to imbibe himself. Oh dear, he's giving me permission, folks. Run. Yes. So take a nice big sip, and if you're listening on Anchor, we'll be right back. This is the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Extreme Anime Radio is now on Discord. Join our Discord server for the latest news and updates about the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. 
Support the podcast through Anchor at the $4.99 level or higher and receive exclusive perks, including access to our dedicated Discord supporters channel. For links to everything XAR, including the Discord server and our homepage on Anchor, please visit our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Anime Radio. Have you finished your sip? Indeed, and I took more than a sip, thank you. <laughs> See, I have this wonderful throat that lets me just, you know, swallow whoop, with nothing nothing to stop it. <laughs> All right, make a note. We're going to leave that in. We welcome you back to the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. I'm JR, and he is Neff. You've taken that nice long sip, have you? Indeed, yes. <laughs> um, once again, we would like to remind you guys to uh, check us out. If you're watching on Twitch, check us out on Anchor, anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. And if you're listening to us in the podcast realm, once again, we invite you to twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio. And of course, our various uh, social media outlets that uh, we will be uh, also listing for you at the end of our podcast today. Um so, Neff, um, some news uh, coming out of Japan. Um, well, it's a little bit of news here and there, but I'd like to get your take on this. Um, there has been increasing rumblings to reopen Japan's borders for people who are fully vaccinated. Um, with um, COVID cases the way they are now, a lot of countries around the world, um, I should say the developed countries, are starting to reopen their borders if you follow certain procedures. Canada has done it. The U.S. is about to do it for the most part in a few weeks. Um, many places in Europe are doing it. Um, Singapore in Asia, um, which... I will admit right now has high infection rates and high vaccination rates, which is a little bit of a head scratcher. But in Singapore, they're now allowing if you're fully vaccinated, you have to fill out all this electronic paperwork, take a COVID test. You can fly to Singapore, take another COVID test, and then you quarantine at your hotel for 24 hours until that test comes negative and you're out in the open. Um, I've been reading a lot of news stories about um, people who have been uh, sort of stuck in limbo, if you will. Not tourists, but um, business and student prospects who want to go to Japan. And essentially, Japan has the most strictest entry restrictions right now with regards to COVID-19. Um, so I was wondering if um, you had an opinion on that particular situation. Well, I mean, in theory, and the problem is with Japan, Japan is a series of islands. So you would think that it would be reasonably easy to contain any sort of viral outbreak. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at, for example, New Zealand, you know, they managed to do it. Australia managed but had outbreaks and still is having outbreaks from time to time. So the question is, what is Japan doing differently 
that isn't working. Hmm. And they haven't found the answer to that yet. But I think they're hoping that with the increased vaccinations of the local population and of the developing country, developed countries, that they should be able to open their borders because, let's face it, Japan's economy, like many other countries, relies somewhat on tourism. And the tourism industry has been basically flat DOA since March of 2020. Not just for Japan. Yeah, I, uh, but in this case, we're talking about Japan. So th there are pressures within Japan to say, hey, wait a minute here. You know, if we make sure that the people coming in, you know, have all their st ducks in a row and we try to make sure that we have our ducks in a row, we should be able to, you know, really achieve some semblance of normalcy. Hmm. So the question is, can they do it? And the answer is, we don't know yet. Right. And, and I uh, mean, that's, that's what a lot of countries are finding out. They, have to, they, literally, they are literally experimenting now because they don't know what's going to happen. Right. And um, well, Japan, the vaccinations are going up. The infections are going down. Um, they're lifting a lot of restrictions now with regards to restaurants in the Tokyo area. Um, with regards to their operating hours and serving alcohol, they still have to cut it off at a certain time. But um, I'm going to see what happens now with um, the vaccination rates high. Um, I have spoken about this to a few people. Uh, Bree also mentions a big factor is kids in school, that too. Um, I don't think anything's going to happen in Japan, at least in the weeks to come. And the reason for that is they're having an election on Halloween. Mm, that's, that tends to, you know, make sure that everybody wants to keep the status quo, at least until the election's over. They pick up the pieces and go from there. Somewhat right. like what happened up here. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, the election that did nothing. <laughs> And uh, by all intents and purposes, the, the election in Japan also might do nothing considering some of the opinion polls I'm seeing. If it ends up doing exactly what Canada's did, which was basically no change or so minimal you can't even notice it, <laughs> and they've spent how many billions of yen to do it, mm -hmm. then somebody's head should roll. I'm sorry. No. It's like, ah! Um. Some rumblings I'm hearing about Japanese travel is that maybe we should aim for the cherry blossom season of 2022. Maybe by then they'll have uh, some procedures in place. Mm. Well, one hopes. I mean, mm -hmm. in theory, they should be thinking about this now, mm. right? Because they have to be. I mean, look at how long it took Canada to finally say, okay, We'll open up to the Americans, but we're going to do it cautiously. We're going to do it slowly. Right. Well, you know, the Americans are going, LOL, you want us to open our borders? Pfft, no. <laughs> but, you know, they're finally coming around and realizing that, yeah, even because your money's starting to be worth more because the price of oil is going up. No, so wait a minute, yes. we, want, we, want you, we want you as tourists, too. <laughs> and now, if you remember early last year, um, Japan tried reopening the borders to a certain extent, and then the cases went up again. So um, if Japan reopens its borders, I expect them to do something similar. What they'll probably do, 
this is my thought anyway, they'll wait until after the election. Then they're going to probably announce a plan to allow vaccinated people in, except for tourists. So maybe um, business people, people studying, um, people who need to be in Japan for over 90 days for some reason. That's how they'll phase things in. And then at a certain point, they'll say, okay, tourists, you're next and you can come in. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a reasonable approach. I mean, they'll probably, and it wouldn't surprise me, also say if you came from particular areas, there might be slightly different rules for you. Mm-hmm. Or if you've gone through certain areas, slightly different rules for you versus others. I can see them doing that as well because the Japanese are very much a regimented when it comes to entry and exit into the country. I mean, I still remember getting fingerprinted all 10 fingers on both hands <laughs> and thinking, wait a minute, what am I signing up for here? Yeah. And they you go through immigration as you're leaving Japan as well, which uh, you um, you don't you don't go through that formality when you leave Canada. I don't think they don't they don't put you through immigration departure immigration. No, there, there's nothing really unless you're going to the United States. In no. which case, they ask you every question under the sun three times over and then make you walk through their funny machine. <laughs> um, and uh, no, we cannot cover the Japanese election on Halloween. On Halloween, I will be sitting on my porch with my family having a nice little merry time while we're giving out um, trick-or-treat candies to the neighborhood children. That is our tradition and that's what I'm going to stick to. Um, I'll probably find out, like everybody else, what the election results are. And what's funny is that my, I, I want to say definitely my last time in Japan, 2017. And I think the previous time in Japan with UNEF, which was in 2013, there were elections both of those times. And we ran into people, you know, giving election speeches out on the street. Yeah, I recall it, it, to me, it seemed a little odd because, of course, we're used to the North American style of campaigning. And this was just like very, <laughs> very different than what we're used to. Oh, yeah. But uh, yes, as uh, other countries slowly open, hopefully Japan will get its act together. And uh, maybe we can go now to maybe the new home of Sega in Japan. Apparently, they're opening uh, an Ikebukuro store with all sorts of machines like they used to have in Akihabara. Which, which makes you wonder, as much as COVID had an effect, was this more an issue of maybe the landlords in Akihabara were a little bit, you know, saying, hey, you know, Money talks and the rest you can walk. Really? Well, think about it. Because Akihabara is the Mecca. Mm. And they could easily get somebody in there, you know, to replace Sega. It's not as if, you know, Sega is the only game in town, pun intended. Mm. So maybe the landlords in Akihabara were like, you know what? Either you pay up the same money or even more or, you know find yourself a new place to be 
So I've read now in Ikebukuro, they're going to have, uh, I guess, a Sega arcade, the same as what they had uh, over on the other side of town. Well, now the question's going to be, though, will it be the same style of setup in Akihabara, or will it be a little more open? Hmm. Because part of the issue with, you know, infectious diseases is enclosed spaces, poor ventilation, yikes. Right. I know. I, I think for sure they're going to have uh, spaces in between the machines over there. Because mm. I remember, I remember, I think we, we did go in there once in, into Akihabara. I think we did. And I found it very claustrophobic. I was like, holy <laughs> moly. It's like, I can't move anything without, you know, hitting something. Oh, yeah. And a and lot of the manga stores and video game stores are the same way. Mm-hmm. So that may be something... If you go back, and I'd like to go back as well, as well at some point, it may be like a little more open, a little more, you know, mm. pedestrian friendly. Right. And if Ginzo's still around, I'm heading back to Ginzo. <laughs> Indeed. Ginzo being the sushi restaurant underneath the train tracks. Which I always find, which I found as a concept really odd. It's like... There are odd places to have, you know, sushi bars, et cetera, and like mm-hmm. under rumbling train tracks. Hmm. Yeah. I'll go okay. back to Ginzo. I'll go back to the same hotel I stayed in Asakusabashi, which has the 24-hour convenience store connected to it. So even if I have to serve some sort of quarantine, I can just uh, sneak over to the store and grab some snacks. <laughs> Wait a minute. Quarantine means you don't leave the room. <laughs> you might have to do the Japanese equivalent of Uber Eats. Yeah, I wonder how that would work. Yeah, I don't know if they have Uber Eats or an equivalent over in Japan. They have to have something I mean, for people in quarantine, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, there are multiple countries now that have, you know, these type of services. Mm-hmm. I found that most amusing when I was watching the Euros this, this past year. Mm-hmm. And you see the different versions for the different countries, and you're like going... I recognize the logo. I don't recognize the language, but I recognize the logo, so I know what you are. <laughs> but um, yes, I can. I can go on and on talking about uh, travel in Japan and Japan, and uh, there's nothing we can do about it until they open the borders. But something that was very moving to me uh, today, and it almost made me cry. I'm going to put that out there. Um, and I posted it in the Discord earlier. All Nippon Airlines, or I was to say All Nippon Airways, ANA, one of the two major Japanese airlines, the other one being Japan Airlines, which I flew in 2017. ANA put out a new safety video. You know, um, you know, they all recorded these videos with the proper COVID protocols and everything. But, um, but yeah, so they do the new safety video um, like they show you before you take off. And then you click on something that says, uh, like, uh, disembarkation video or arrival video. It's also on YouTube's channel. And they set this to the classical music. And all the ANA staff that was in the safety video waving to the plane as it comes in. And then it has videos of, you know, how they're taking care of passengers, checking in on the plane, maintenance of the plane, uh, flight simulators, and then everybody just 
waves up again at the sky at the plane taking off and then they turn around and they bow and I was like oh well I mean you know the the, the Japanese have that style and they have that you know mm-hmm. thing to please right oh yes and it, and it and it really must show through in that video I haven't seen it myself I mean the Air Canada safety videos they've redone those of course due to COVID, they've shown them. Right. They're a lot more they're a lot more about here's our wonderful foliage in Canada. Here's our wonderful animals. And by the way, here's a plane. <laughs> you know? So it's a bit it's a bit of a different of different vibe. Well who knows? Uh you know, there were some instances before the pandemic hit where the cheapest flights were on Scare Canada if you wanted to go from New York and connect in Pearson. Well, yeah. I mean, now that I have the means, I, I when when it comes time to fly again, I will fly. I will unfortunately have to fly at least business class, if not first, because of my various injuries, etc. Right. So at least it will be a pleasant experience, except oh, yeah. to pay for it. Then it'll suck. Yeah. <laughs> at the very least, uh, I've told people I'm I'm gonna go for the. The premium economy or the coach seats to have the extra legroom. That, I think, will do me enough good. Well, I just laugh because, and I still say this to this day, premium economy is what economy used to be 20 years ago. (laughs) You know, before they realized, hey, we can shove more people into the plane if we make the seats narrower, if we don't let them tilt back as far, don't have as much space between them. And economy class became, you know, hell in a cell although i will counter that by saying i mean i've heard reports i haven't experienced this firsthand but apparently japan airlines and ana have some of the best rated economy cabins in the world so that would not surprise me again because you know the japanese have an image to maintain and also don't want to have to deal with surly passengers who have been folded up like an accordion for 13 hours if they've flown from toronto <laughs> to aneda <laughs> exactly something else that comes out of japan kit kats oh dear now it's now it's the food it's the food porn ladies and gents so this is one that i've had actually for a few weeks and i haven't opened up I received another bag this week of Apple Cinnamon Kit Kats, which I think would make sense to try on next week's show because it'll be our last show before Halloween. Um, But I will try Mont Blanc. Mont Blanc, I think, is, I want to say, like a European chestnut dessert. Am I not mistaken? I I think that's right. I'm just going, that's an interesting version of Kit Kat. Let me show you the, uh, if you're watching, uh, again, it's kind of hard with the screen keying the way it is, but uh, you can see some of the wrapper here if I hold it up in front of me. Yeah, actually, we can hold it, we can see about 90% of it, which isn't bad, (laughs) but yeah. So I will do this real quick, and then we will set up to slay spires. To slay spires, he says. That, That sounds vicious. Okay. Uh, very interesting smell. I can't tell what it is. Um, and maybe I can hold up a little more. It's a unique smell. Uh, it doesn't remind me of anything. Yeah, imp- hold it up to your nose. Don't shove it up your nose. Yeah, 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 a big I, oh, jeez. <laughs> you mean like this? No. 
Yeah. Hmm. It's good, but there's nothing I can really compare it to. I guess because I haven't really tried a Mont Blanc. <laughs> what what flavors do you taste as you as you ingest? I get the sense of autumn. Autumn is not a flavor. Please try again. <laughs> well, I'll try one more. I mean, <laughs> okay, wait a minute, because he's saying autumn, and I'm like, autumn is a flavor. It's a feeling. It's a season, but it's not a flavor. It is a little bit nutty. Okay, so there's nuts. Any spice or that you can come up with? No spice, nope. no. It's it's a white chocolate obviously. And hmm. uh Yeah, I'll do I'll do a yay. I'm not. I'm not too thrilled with it, but uh, again, I really haven't had a Mont Blanc before. I, I think that maybe I'll be uh, a little bit uh, more better off trying the apple cinnamon variety. Mm-hmm. Just hope it doesn't taste like that fake apple, because I've had a few a few of those products over the years where it's like, this was supposed to be apple. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, so next week we will do that. We will do the Apple Cinnamon Kit Kat, and we will uh, see if Neff can beat all of us playing Mario Kart. Does that sound like a plan? We will see if Neff can stay on the track and not get, you know, shelled into oblivion next week. (laughs) Because that will happen on occasion where, you know, poor little Neff is driving and it's like, what's that thing... Oh my gosh, it's a bomb! <laughs> we have to send you to the Animal break. Crossing course if you haven't done it already. I've done that. Didn't, I'm trying to think, did we do that one? Because we did a, like I say, when I was doing it uh, yesterday with a bunch of people, we did a bunch of courses. I can't remember them all, because after a while, you just sort of like, the only one I remember is the Excite Bike course. And that was <laughs> because you kept going up and down and up and down. Mm. And I'm going, I know people who would try this course. They get motion sick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like because they'd see that violent jerking up and and that'd be like. So uh, that'll be for next week. For tonight, it'll be somewhat more relaxed with the popular um, card uh, game uh, Slay the Spire, the roguelike card game. Um, as we go to the closing commentary, uh, before uh, we give that, I'll just want to remind people now that I see Sarah's image on the screen here. Um, we are going to be doing another streaming with the Sarahs. We're going to do another Jackbox Party Pack 8 session Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. We had a wonderful time earlier this week with um, Mako-chan and also um, Kesho Cho Cosplay joined us as well. Um, along with, of course, Neff and Bree and Liz. Um Naku, who had joined us for the first stream, was under the weather, couldn't join us, but asked if we could schedule another stream. So Naku and also Astro Cosplay, another Sarah Cosplayer from Scotland, who also couldn't join us uh, this week. Both of them are scheduled to join us this coming Monday, along with uh, Mako-chan and possibly other guests. 
So next week, Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, we will be doing Streaming with the Sarahs again. And then Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern next week, another Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Um, and then um, we'll do the Mario Kart drills on the Nintendo Switch. Um, and then after next week, um, we are probably going to be reducing our schedule for a few weeks given that uh, I have work obligations and then a wedding obligation. As uh, some of you have heard on the previous streams, Mako's getting married the middle of next month again. So uh, I will be fortunate enough to go there. And so, uh, yeah, the first two or three weeks in November are kind of be a little bit rough with the streams. We will keep you posted on our usual social media channels, which Neff will remind you of right now. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this stream or any of our other audio products, please drop us a line at ExtremeAnimeRadio at gmail.com or get in touch with us on our social media platforms. How do you do that? Well, you can go to Linktree, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Anime Radio. There you'll find links to our Facebook page, our Instagram account, our Twitter account, our Discord server, and our YouTube channel, and at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio, you can find archived versions of these podcasts with all the mistakes removed. Unless you were listening to, <laughs> unless you were listening to uh, this past week's, because with everything going on, I couldn't really edit the show. So that was the raw audio feed. If I have time this week, I'll try to uh, clean it up just a little bit. When he says clean it up, folks, he usually means delete most of what I say. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> just the pauses and the ooh, ee, ee, ooh, ee, ooh, uh, uh, yeah. no, not, that's another. <laughs> Don't tangent. do that. We can't. We can't do that stuff on here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, we will see you guys. If you're watching Twitch right now, we will see you in a moment for Slay the Spire. For the rest of you, we will see you next week, Monday, for streaming with the Sarahs. And Wednesday for another installment of the Extreme Anime Radio podcast, followed by Mario Kart. For Neff, I'm JR. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And remember, keep on looking out for the Extreme Radio podcasts. And don't forget to check out our Twitch streams, including Monday night streaming with the Sarahs. Good night, everybody. Bye bye. Bye.